0: faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up
1: Hello, this is the Faith in Parents popcorn parenting crossover episode. Nate Morgan-Lock and I, James Carey, will be talking about the movie Wally, which you could watch with your kids and talk about it afterwards. And it might remind you of the story of Noah and tie in with our theme of this week, which is water. And as you listen to the podcast, you will see that I totally failed to spot that link with the movie and talked about other things. But hopefully some of you will find this interesting, whilst others might find it a little bit over-analytical. But who knows? Give it a go. You can find more Popcorn Parenting episodes by clicking on the link in the show notes, including chats about Frozen 2, Toy Story and Tangled, amongst um, others. So, uh, enjoy! Welcome to Popcorn Parenting, a podcast about movies, mythology and the Messiah, I'm James Carey, and I'm joined as ever by the one and only reformed mythologist, Nate Morgan Locke. Hello, Nate. Hello, Jam. It's great to be talking to you via the interweb, and we're talking about a brilliant, brilliant movie today that I'm very excited about. What is it?
2: It is the absolute masterpiece that is Pixar's Wally. Wally, that's the film.
1: It is a masterpiece to the point where I watched it again last night and I thought, if I'd made that movie, I'd just retire because I would think I'm not going to do better than that. Um, Especially given that Toy Story 2 is in the past because that is the perfect movie. That's one for another episode. Here are some cold hard facts about Wall-E, which was released uh, in June 2008 and it runs for 97 minutes and it costs $180 million to make. And at the box office, it took half a billion, uh, 533 million. And I'm sure it's been making uh, more. uh, It's probably made that again uh, in the last 12 years. It was directed, produced, screenplay, story by Andrew Stanton and uh, Jim Reardon and Pete Doctor are sort of between them responsible uh, for this movie. We should do an in inner world, shouldn't
2: we? in a world, or rather, on a world in which human beings have desecrated all that is created with their wasteful consumption and detritus hmm. um Earth has been abandoned uh the people of the earth have climbed aboard um by and large starliners. And the quote is, "We'll clean up the mess while you're away." It's supposed to be a five-year voyage on the Axiom, which is the uh, the greatest of the Starliner fleet. And the people of Earth will take a little break off the Earth whilst the Wally machines um, clean it all up and get rid of all the rubbish. They're waiting for the Earth to be renewed, and then finally, when it will be renewed, uh, they can re colonize repopulate the earth once more
1: and what's really interesting is that it doesn't feel like an eco movie because as you start watching it it is horrifying at the start and you do really think oh because it's recognizably Mm. western civilization and it is absolutely skyscraper high with rubbish Mm. so that's that really comes across and then that is they really don't dwell on that and they kind of move on and tell a much more interesting story
2: it is is. but interestingly the people who leave the earth for a time go and enjoy a luxury cruise it's basically a cruise ship that they all go on it's all going to be entertaining and fun and they can indulge themselves yet further and then eventually they can just come back and do the same thing again so the the assumption is that human nature is not going to change that will yeah. ruin the planet and then we'll just go and, you know, but they try and populate the moon, but of course they, you know, Wally flies past that at one point. So it, it does have this sense that humans are their own worst enemies. We just, you know, we, we make a mess and then we move on and we don't really seem to repent of it. So it's just an interesting take on the kind of, yeah, as you say, the Western world and the way that we just want more and more stuff and we're, you know, just very wasteful.
1: Yeah. So the aim of this podcast is ultimately uh to give you a little bit of uh stuff to think about so that you can talk to your kids about the movie having watched it together. So don't be alarmed by any of the things that Nate says mm. uh in the rest of the podcast. Uh this is not stuff that you're meant to be telling your kids necessarily, but it's kind of it's kind of uh cheat notes Uh, York Notes background reading Yeah, it's a head start and actually your conversation may go in a completely different direction and that's completely fine and the basic rules are still very much after you've seen it ask them what was your favourite bit what
2: did you like yeah (laughs) who did you like what did they say that was funny what did they say that was fun did you cry did you get angry did you like the ending
1: yeah just normal
2: questions about films and books and things yeah. james yeah Very absolutely.
1: and then you can normally get quite a long way with the question why what was your favorite bit oh, i like that bit why mm. what was what bit was sad oh this yeah. bit why was that sad yeah. yeah um and so that was so we we had we had a chat about it afterwards and it didn't go in the direction i thought it would go in at all okay and, what happened well no only in that we 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 had a quick uh, whatsapp consultation beforehand and i said <laughs> any idea what I should be asking them afterwards? And you said, does this story remind you of anything? And afterwards I said to my kids, does that story remind you of anything? And they said, um, I suppose it's a bit like, you know, when people think that what they do doesn't really matter, but actually it really does matter later, you know, like, you know, we'd made a mess and it didn't seem to matter. Yeah. 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 You know, and, you know, and also people think it doesn't matter what you think about Jesus, but it does matter. And I'm just like, oh, OK, wow, this is not OK, you know. And so the thing that really struck me and we ended up talking about was how the people on the ship were presumably happy. But mm. there was a real sense of futility to their consumption.
2: Did they say that? Did your girls actually say there was a real sense of futility to their consumption? They they did. They did not. <laughs> I would love it not. if they'd said that. Yeah, but Direct I think quote. it was.
1: Yeah, but I think it was. It was interesting. That's that's what struck us particularly.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: was was the fact that we're actually made to do stuff, and in the movies, it's a revelation that the captain for the captain actually has to do something, and that yeah. he then wants to do it, and he's sort of angry that he's been, you know, rejected and fr- frozen out. Yeah, um, by his own technology. Um, so we talked a bit about that
2: and that is interesting that whole thing of careful what you wish for Mm. and that maybe what you what you want isn't what you need and just that challenge for kids to come to a realization that you know just sitting with your feet up eating snacks and drinking a cupcake and a cup watching a screen might be fun for a little bit of time, but for 700 years, James, that's not a very good way to spend your time. Um, And the fact that they're not even doing sport, they're watching robots Exactly, isn't that brilliant? It's one of the things I love about the film is the way that they, they tee up, you'll like this, they tee up the life on the Axiom by showing you real human beings doing activities like they were on a cruise ship. So there is a guy who's playing golf, right? Yeah. And then, of course, when they actually show you what's happening on the axiom once once Wally and Eve get there, there's a guy on his, like, lazy boy hover chair who's literally playing the game and controlling the robot to do the thing that he was
1: supposed to do,
2: and you think, wow, isn't that remarkable? And the fact that those chairs, like, they set that up because they say, with our hover chairs, even Grandma can join in the fun. And, like, the old lady who for you know reasons of you know sort of just getting old can't yeah. join in and then you get there and literally everyone's decided oh i need a a chair yeah it's yeah it's brilliant it's such a brilliant understanding of the 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 sorts of ways that people think this is what we like you you set the bar that low you give people the option and yeah. people just start to slide into this yeah just lazy and and one one of the things we noticed whilst we were watching it because we watched it this week as well and um we were our sofa has those things where you pull it back and the legs go up so you can recline. (laughs) so we're we're literally eating popcorn staring at a screen with our feet up judging them for (laughs) sitting in a lazy boy um Eating whilst watching a screen, so it's just it's just so condemning as a a film, but so so kind of gentle with it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're being preached at at all. Yeah, uh, it's just fantastic.
1: And the other reflection was also: I think the first time I watched it, the thing that is is astonishing. And the thing I remembered from it the most is the fact that those two robots have more humanity than almost any other character I can remember seeing. Mm, mm. You know, Wally's desire for companionship is is so moving. It's mm. so, you know, and he just wants to hold you know, yeah. his hand.
2: Yeah, it's so and, simple.
1: And it's just, like, I'm afraid, you know, my, my oldest is just like that. She just wants to hold your hand. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she'll she'll take any excuse she can just to hold your hand um and it's beautiful isn't it and actually and when I was describing my my wife couldn't watch the the rest rest of the movie because she had to go somewhere and she'd seen it before but when she said how does it end can you remind how does it end for all the people on the ship when they come back to earth Mm -hmm. I said it's kind of weird how that kind of doesn't matter Mm. because I guess I guess they figure it out um yeah because it's so not about them it's about this these two robots it's well, incredible.
2: There's, there's an interesting thing because there's... Uh, what should there- I have said? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that the, the closing credits, they yeah. go th- which are beautiful as well, they take all these kind of classic artworks throughout history and then kind of show the human beings and the robots rebuilding civilization and almost like they've started again. Yeah. So we're going to almost redo human history but maybe yeah. we'll get it right this time. And that I just, you know, I it's sort of a stunning idea that maybe maybe we shouldn't give up on the world. The world isn't going to be completely lost, but it might be restored and renewed. It so so when when the, the I mean the, the the plot twist, I suppose, is that they decided fairly early on that they were never going to come back to the Earth, hmm. and um, Otto or autopilot, he says he kind of shows this classified film to the the captain, and uh, Shelby, forthright, the CEO of um, of by and large, um, he sort of says, "Oh, don't worry, just stay up there, enjoy yourselves. The the world's you know it's 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 all gone. We right. can't fix it. We yeah. can't fix it." And I think what we feel at that moment is. So there is no hope for the world is that what you're saying are you saying there's no chance that's it we it's ruined and lost forever and there's something about pixar's brilliance in terms of their storytelling is that they want they say maybe that maybe there is something seriously wrong with the world but maybe there's hope for it too yeah and i think they speak better than they know um at one level but yeah i it, there's that whole kind of cosmic scale of the film in terms of human nature and the world and all that sort of stuff but to go back to um this roman is it's a romantic comedy it's a dystopian romantic comedy between two robots that's yeah. what that's what wally is and wally as a character he's really good and we talked about this before, but how writing a kind of innocent or good character is really tricky because it, they they might not come across as very likable or relatable. But Wally, because he's kind of vulnerable and lonely and kind of innocent, we're all on his side to start with. And he loves art and he's listening to, you know, um it's um, like Hello,
1: Dolly, or something, isn't it? I can't remember.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't know what film it was, but he just—he loves little things. He loves, you know, plastic forks, plastic spoons, sporks. How do they fit in between the two? Yeah. He loves that little uh, bat with a ball on the end of an elastic thing. He loves Rubik's cubes, and he so he loves the arts and he, he appreciates things. He's he's interested in beauty and, and then of course he falls in love with, with Eve and, and so he's kind of desperate to, to go with her. But I think he is a character. He's so well written and maybe the fact that he doesn't speak a lot is, helps that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's similar to some other characters you get like, like Paddington bear. So Paddington bear is a similarly innocent character, who sort of exposes other people as you go along.
1: So what should I have been saying? Or what, you know, what, what give us some other ways of thinking about this movie and how it maybe relates to Eden, the garden, and the, the second garden, the garden to come.
2: Yeah, so did you, when I, because I, I was purposefully uh ambiguous when i was texting you yesterday so i just said does it remind you of anything so in your head what were you thinking it might remind you of
1: well i guess there was something eden about it okay you know and i guess there's something revelation about it as well the second garden about it and the restoration yeah um i mean the fact that she's called eve you know is kind of a bit of a, a bit of a shove in that direction yeah and but, but then the fact that the, the, the you know the Nate Morgan Locke house rules of you watch the end credits <laughs> to the bitter end. Yes. I you mean do. that is heavily rewarded in this totally. movie, isn't it? Yeah. I mean it's really yeah. it's it's stunning. And but the, what we what were you thinking of? So
2: so here's this is my view on, on Wally is that the film Wally is a retelling of Noah's Ark. Right. So the Earth how did i not see that okay but it's so clear it's so clear the earth is flooded with pollution right human consumption and greed and indulgence has meant that the earth must sort of is going to be covered in filth in in judgment if you like they're going to reap the the kind of reward of their of their sin which is that Earth is no longer inhabitable. So the solution is everyone's going to get on a ship, right? You're going to get on the Axiom. Right. And you're going to stay on the Axiom until the pollution has been dealt with, right? Yeah. From the ship, you send out a white bird, if you like, a dove. Uh. And the white bird is sent out to retrieve vegetation a plant so eve comes from the axiom down and finds after exploding (laughs) like shooting so many things yeah yeah knocking over all those oil tankers and all the sort of stuff and then she finds the plant so the the dove if you like finds the olive leaf and now that's directive is complete right so she's now going to go back And the assumption is once she gets back with the leaf, okay, the floodwaters have receded or the pollution's gone and we can now repopulate the earth. So very basically that is the story of Noah's Ark. And the question, I suppose, that, I mean, we'll come back to the dove thing in a minute because I think that's like incredible when you look through the Bible and think about doves. But when, um, when they get onto the ship and there's this question of, is the earth too far gone, right? Do, do they just stay in on the ship forever and forget about the earth? Let's just you know pretend it didn't happen and just leave it to decay. There's something about God's promise that he gives to Noah that he won't destroy the earth that he did save a remnant that it, even though the all of man's heart was full of sin and 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 depravity and selfishness and greed even from childhood that god still loves it despite that and will redeem it and so noah and his you know family and the animals on the ark becomes this picture of god's ability to save a few people despite the fact that he's going to judge and This plan to make a new world, a new creation, where you can repopulate it and you can sort of um, bring about the joy and the and the the glory again. So, on the on the kind of macro level of the story of Wally, it is essentially Noah's Ark. So, I I, yeah, it's just such. A br- and the fact that it does this storytelling with so few words yeah. is just remarkable. Um, most people who watch Wally do get excited about it. I think people tend to forget it quite quickly.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd forgotten and not realised how good it was until I watched yeah. it the second time. Yeah. And watching it second time round, I'm just thinking, I I don't think I've seen many better movies in my life mm. than that movie. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So. Um, so in a way, we had very different experiences talking about it. Why don't you just, can we just wrap up and just sort of say how important it is that you don't have to have a structured mm. conversation that yeah. lands on a Christian truth
2: yeah. within yeah.
1: 45 minutes of having seen this film. Yeah. Because if, if you've watched this film together, they will remember you watching the film together yeah. for for years.
2: Yeah, Yeah. And
1: they'll probably see it again and see something different. And there may be a conversation you have in, yeah. in eight years' time. Totally.
2: Um, and, and that whole thing of the pressure's off. if you're, And we've talked about this before, the, the challenge of, of being a Sunday school teacher with a group of children is that you've got 30 minutes or maybe more to get a thing taught to them. And illustrated yeah. and all that and there's a there, there's a central teaching point and there's all this kind of pressure and parenting doesn't work like that parenting yeah. is this it to it is a journey and it, yeah. it it's it's over you know a decade or more that you spend this time discussing these sorts of things and they may come up and one of the things i i just to encourage people i suppose that these films can become a part of your family discussion or part of your 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 conversations together is that the quotations right mm. wally is full of them foreign contaminant directive wally and even just saying things in those kind of silly robotic ways is bringing back what a joyful time that was watching that film and may inspire you to talk about some more of, of about it or um, to watch it again or, or whatever it is. But, I mean, I think I, the reason we're picking the films we're picking for this podcast is because they are all worthy of rewatching several yeah. times. And if a film lands for you and your family, if that becomes something that you revisit a few times, then the conversation at some point is going to go deeper. Yeah. And this podcast is designed so that if it were to go deeper, you've already got an idea of where else it might go, that conversation. Yeah. But it's it's not, as you say, it's not about within 45 minutes of the closing credits, you've got to have taught them this.
1: But also see that the Bible picks up on these same sorts of themes as the as the truly great transcendent modern storytellers of our age Mm. the big story is is the christian story
2: and i think you're supposed to fall in love with these characters you're supposed to love wally ask yourself why do we love him what's so great about him and one of the things that's so great about him is that he's hopeful and he's he's compassionate he's kind and 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 those are qualities that we want in our children. And those mm. are, um, you know, not that they should, we want to sort of divorce them from their origin and, and where we discover that in the Bible, but that Wally's a great role model in some ways, you know, and your kids are going yeah. to want role models. They're going to have them whether they, they're, they're supposed to or not. And his hopefulness and his his... Um, his love of beautiful things yeah. and his perseverance he loves investigating he loves science he's playful he loves he's inj- curious it's brilliant he's absolutely fantastic
1: thanks very much nate thanks very much for listening uh, and also if it maybe um if you are finding this helpful do send us an email popcorn at gmail.com I think is our email address, and we're also on the on the Instagrams and the, and the Facebook. Are we on Facebook? We
2: are, we are. I, yeah. we need to do something with that, but I'll get right yeah. to it.
1: Look us up. Send us an email. We're old. Send us an email. That's how mm, we work.
2: That's that would it. be
1: that would be really good. Anyway, thanks, Nate. Yeah, thank you, Jam. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, bye. bye. Thanks very much for listening to this abbreviated episode of Popcorn Parenting. A longer version of this episode will appear on the Popcorn Parenting feed, so do go and uh, subscribe to that. Links in the show notes for that. And we talk much more about Eve and why she's called that and how that works out. And even Jonah gets a mention at some point. We get onto Jonah and Doves. So well worth a listen if you want to go dig a little bit deeper. And if you don't, that's fine too. Just enjoy the movie and talk to your kids. Anyway, that's it for now. Thanks very much for listening and we will speak to you next time on the Faith in Parents podcast.